Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With free agency well underway and most of the big moves already in the books, Larry D takes stock of the moves made by our beloved to see if we're any better today than we were in 2016. Is the future looking any brighter or does it now all hinge on the draft? All of this and so much more on the free agency review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. First show was the before, and this one is the after. Free agency still going on, but the, the, like I said, the deals have been made. All the big names have found new homes, and here we are to talk about it all. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the free agency review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and I was really, really hoping that this would be an optimistic show where the Bears have gone out and used like the fourth most cap space in the league to make some big moves to improve that secondary that just murdered us last season day in and day out the secondary was such a huge problem you know and it's such a cyclical thing you know on the defense you know the the whole I mean that's why there is the concept of the team why all 11 guys have to do their part because as as good as our front seven could be at times because the secondary was so below average and just downright awful uh, at times last year it didn't matter you know it just didn't you know so unless the front seven was perfect the secondary just couldn't get the job done and I was hoping that the Bears would use some of that cap space to make some big moves and um, they made a lot of moves but they didn't really make any of the moves that most of us wanted them to make so I mean this is not going to be the same show that it was last year when not only did we get Danny Trevathan who was on our radar all along but we doubled down and got Jarrell Freeman we went out and you know for close to nothing we got Akeem Hicks you know we made some big moves last year so this show last year was far more optimistic than this one is going to be I guarantee you so I mean I'm I'm not like some bear fans where the sky is falling and uh you know i am i don't feel like the bears are worse than they were the, a year ago at this time i'm just not feeling like we're better than we were uh in 2016 so right now is it's it's um let's just say it's it's not an optimistic time for me you know unless we hit an absolute grand slam in the draft five weeks from now um i'm just not <laughs> like i just don't know what this season uh is going to be i mean we've got the afc north that's 
you know, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and uh, and Baltimore. That's a tough four-game stretch right there. Um, you know, Cleveland only won one game last year, but they were problems. Uh, you know, they were fighters to the end, you know, in some of those games. And then we got the AFC, the NFC South as well, the defending NFC champion Falcons. We got the Saints. We got the Panthers. Who knows what they're going to be? And, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who appear to be the team on the rise in that division, you know, and they made some interesting moves uh, so far in free agency uh, as well. I mean, those eight games right there to go along with the six that we have to deal with in the NFC North, and we got Philly, who we'll talk about in just a second, and San Francisco as our same place uh, uh, opponents. It's not going to be another easy schedule that we can tiptoe our way through. So it's just, um, you know, so, so that's why the optimistic optimism is, not very high after this two-week period uh, of free agency that we've gone through so far. Strangely enough, however, the Bears have been one of the more active teams in free agency. Um, It's just that um, I'm not really thrilled about most of the moves that they've made, and there's plenty to comb through, so let's just go ahead uh, and uh, dive right in uh, to these moves here. And... um, you know, day one or the first couple of days, if you will, were easily the most disappointing ones. Just without, I mean, that that day before free agency officially got kicked off just kind of gave you a forecast of what we were going, what we were going to deal with because it was, you know, the Bears are talking to Stephon Gilmore. That was the guy they wanted the corner uh from the buffalo bills former first round draft choice made the pro bowl last year for the bills and that's who the bears were targeting first that out of uh aj bouye and gilmore and uh logan ryan and 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 whatnot gilmore was their guy that's who they wanted well as uh as tuesday turned into uh, excuse me as wednesday turned into thursday and it was becoming time for official deals to be made the rumors changed from Chicago and Gilmore making a deal with one another to all of a sudden Gilmore is not going to Chicago. He's not even coming to the NFC. He is not only is he staying in the AFC, he's staying in the AFC East because the Patriots, who somehow also had a buttload of cap space this year, gave him the money. Uh, you know, an, an enormous deal. Um, I think like over 40 million uh, guaranteed uh, for the deal uh, to for, for Gilmore and we didn't get him so the Bears turned their attention to AJ Bouye I'm reading all of this on Twitter AJ Bouye is talking to the Bears and all of a sudden AJ Bouye signs with um, did he go to Tennessee or was that no Logan Ryan signed with Tennessee Bouye went to the with the, the Jaguars that's where he went he went to Jacksonville so again the Bears, the Bears lost out on the top three cornerback targets that were out there, and I don't even know if they had discussions with Logan Ryan, but let, we knew that they talked to Gilmore. We knew that they talked to Bouye. They missed on both of them, and then Logan Ryan was in Tennessee maybe even before they had a chance to speak with him. So then, of course, um, I think I even talked about it in the preview uh, episode was Eric Berry uh, you know, ended up staying in Kansas City. Uh, so he was never even didn't even get a chance to 
target him uh, with the Bears uh, at all. I think he would have been a wonderful addition for the secondary. Not only is he one of the top defenders in all of football, but just being a leader and, you know, just would have immediately legitimized our secondary, even if it was just him that we picked up, you know. But um, he stays in Kansas City. So, you know, the other the other targets that were out there that were worth looking at, uh, Tony Jefferson was number one on my uh, wish list the, the guy from Arizona the guy that we could have gotten for a song uh, a year ago but for whatever reason the Bears weren't interested and um, <laughs> so he goes back to Arizona has an, an amazing season and now he's making big money he signed to join the Baltimore Ravens so now it's him and um, Weddle uh, Weddle Eric Weddle from the from the Chargers the two of them are back there for the safeties for the Ravens so the, that's going to be a tough game for those for the Bears next year uh, DJ Swearinger who was with the VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients as you practice each skill the muscle memory starts to develop learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact as you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Houston Texans. Nope, he didn't sign. I forget where he ended up going. Micah Hyde from the Packers ended up going to Buffalo. I mean, I'm just watching these names fall off the board. You know, I'm just watching these names fall off the board, and the Bears missed out on all of them. Stephon Gilmore, uh, Morris Claiborne, Drake Kirkpatrick's day with the – with the uh, with the Bengals, Bouye, like I said, Jacksonville, Logan Ryan went to Tennessee, and you know I don't know if Sam Shields ended up anywhere, but he's not in Chicago. I know that uh, for sure. So with all of this about who we didn't sign, who did we sign? After missing out on you know what the top five or six cornerback or defensive back uh, people, we signed Quentin Demps, who was interesting. Uh, was a safety, starting safety on the number one defense in the NFL last year uh, with the Houston Texans. He signed a three-year deal uh, worth $13.5 million, $5 million uh, guaranteed. Uh, the other defensive backs that we signed, uh, Prince and Mukamura, former first-round pick for the Giants, played with Jacksonville for one year uh, last season, signed for one year and $7 million, fully guaranteed. So he's going to make every penny uh, of that. Uh, Marcus Cooper, a corner for the Cardinals, uh, three years, $16 million, $8 million, uh, guaranteed uh, to join the Bears. Now, the one thing about all three of these guys is – what you would expect anyway, but all of them have come out in public said how excited they were, how wanted and you know they were that they felt when they visited Chicago when they visited Hallis Hall, so they basically you know did what they thought was best for them and for their family, blah 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 blah, you know they signed the deals they say what you would expect a free agent being paid lots of money by a new football team uh to say, so excuse me if I'm not falling over how excited these guys are uh to be on the team uh right now. 
uh, other defensive moves that we made uh john jenkins uh one-year deal a defensive uh lineman and i i, I had it written down i forgot where where it is he, he might have been with the redskins last year but um we also signed on the offensive side tom compton uh, an offensive tackle from the falcons will be our swing tackle so to speak maybe even compete for one of the jobs if we're if we're lucky because our tackles they got better throughout the year but they were not fantastic uh let's see who else we got marcus wheaton i had no idea who that was apparently he was a wide receiver for the pittsburgh steelers and now he is a wide receiver for the chicago bears two years 11 million six million uh guaranteed which is not a lot of money but uh, a lot for someone that i've never heard of before and i heard of the rest of these guys just not that guy um uh, interesting, just in the last few days, uh, Benny Cunningham, uh, former running back for the uh, St. Louis Rams, or Los Angeles Rams, I should say, signed a one-year deal with the Bears. I'm guessing he's coming in more of as a, as a kick returner, punt returner uh, guy because um, he was a second, third-round pick for the, for the Rams in their, in their backfield and basically only ever got to see the field due to injury not so much about taking over his spot on the uh, on the depth chart but uh he's come back to uh to kind of challenge for the kick returner spot and then we get to the more interesting uh deals uh Kendall Wright a former first round pick for the Tennessee Titans signs a one year deal to come to the Bears 2 million dollars only 1 million uh guaranteed and um yeah, so those are all the other signings. Now the interesting ones, uh, uh, tight end Dion Sims, not known for his pass catching, go figure, but known as one of the better blocking tight ends in the league. Three years, $18 million, $10 million guaranteed to join the Bears to help bookend uh, Zach Miller. So, you know, but uh, Martellus Bennett, I guess, was never an option to come back. Not that I had any fantasies uh, that he would be, but Jermaine Gresham, Jared Cook, uh, Jack Doyle, Gavin Escobar, they all went to other uh, football teams. So we uh, spoke with uh, Deion Sims, gave him a three-year deal. And then, of course, the one that everyone's been complaining about. And here's the thing, guys. We, we can't have it both ways, okay? We, <laughs> we can't have it both ways. This was just a bad year for us. I've been saying this from the very beginning, okay? Our quarterback situation is a mess, needless to say, okay? I, didn't, I don't necessarily want to see Jay Cutler go, but, I, you know, I, like I've said many times about him, the way I felt about Lovey. I didn't necessarily want to see Lovey lose his job as head coach of the Bears. I just think it was time for somebody else to give it a shot. And that's how I feel about the quarterback position. Of the options that are out there, you know, whether it be in the free agency pool or in the draft pool, I would rather stick with Jay Cutler than take our chances with any of those other people. But I am also acknowledging the fact that it's been eight seasons. We only had one season worth talking about with Jay. Two, if you count 2015, even though we only won six games. But 2010, when we went to the playoffs, the NFC Championship game. And then 2015, when statistically he was his his better self under Adam, Adam Gase. Aside from those two seasons, it's been a mess one way or the other with Jay Cutler as the quarterback. So, yeah, 
it's time to give somebody else a shot. So you guys got your wish. Cutler's gone. The Bears released him on the first day of free agency. He's gone. So is his $16 million in cap space gone with him. And um, we signed Mike Glennon, as was the rumor going into it, three years, $45 million. Now, everyone immediately starts to freak out when they hear the numbers uh, for Mike Glennon's contract. $45 million? You're going to pay this guy $15 million a year? Here's the thing, guys. The number that you need to pay attention to when it comes to NFL contracts these days, okay? Remember last year when Von Miller was trying to sign his deal with the Broncos to stay in Denver? They were offering him like six years, over $100 million, but that wasn't the part that kept Von Miller from signing. What kept Von Miller from holding, you know, what kept Von Miller holding out and uh, staying off on the, you know, not coming in to, to sign with the Broncos wasn't the amount of money they were offering on the contract. It was the amount of guaranteed money. They were only offering like $35 million when he wanted to be the highest paid defensive player like J.J. Watt was and make closer to $60 million. That's the That's the number that counts these days it's not you know i could come in here and offer alshon jeffrey 10 years for 100 million dollars but i'm only guaranteeing 30 of it you know alshon jeffrey's gonna spit in my face because the 100 million dollars doesn't mean anything it's the guaranteed money that's the money that matters and mike glennon's deal is 18.5 million guaranteed he's gonna make 16 of that basically what jay cutler was gonna make he's gonna make 16 million this season and then if the Bears want to, if they, if, you know, whether it be due to a bad fit or, God forbid, the new regime coming in wanting to get their own quarterback for a change, it's only going to be a $2.5 million penalty against the Bears to move on. So it's a very team-friendly deal. And Jay Cutler is gone. He was the top quarterback on the market, the top quarterback available. And if you look at his numbers – They were pretty impressive for a guy that played on pretty bad football teams. His win-loss record wasn't impressive, only like like 5 and 13, but his his statistics, his touchdown-to-interception ratio was far more in favor of touchdowns than it was uh, in interceptions. His passing yards were impressive, uh, so on and so forth. Even his quarterback rating was in the 80s. So, you know, despite the fact that he didn't have an offensive line in front of him and he played on bad football teams, he did not play poorly. So, you know, it's, um, you know, like I said, we can't have it both ways. We got rid of Jay. Here we go. And I want everyone who can hear my voice right now, I want everyone to let go of Deshaun Watson, of Deshaun Kaiser, of Trubisky. Uh, It's not going to happen. The Bears are not going to waste the number three pick in the draft on a quarterback. And the fact that and, and what cemented that fact was the move that the Bears made just yesterday. It was rumored he visited on Thursday. He signed his deal yesterday. It's official now. Mark Sanchez, one year's two million dollars with incentives could be as much as four. So basically, if, if Sanchez is earning that four million dollars, then Mike Glennon has either been horrible or injured. So take that for what you will. But Mark Sanchez, one of the new quarterbacks that will be in that quarterback room. Uh, in 20, uh, 2017. So I think signing Sanchez, we already have Connor Shaw in place with Mike Glennon as the, as has, and has already been declared the starter. They did that on the press conference where they introduced him to the, 
to the Chicago media uh, two weeks ago. Mike Glennon is the starter, and as Pi- as uh, Ryan Pace said, we are pumped. So take that uh, for what you will. Okay, Those are all the new guys on the team. Glennon, Sims, Cooper, Demps, Wheaton, Amukamura, Kendall Wright, Tom Compton, Jenkins, Benny Cunningham, and then finally our latest signing was, was Mark Sanchez. Who did the Bears go out and re-sign? Well, we brought back Christian Jones, a one-year deal. Jonathan Banks, a cornerback, re-signed him. Chris Przinski, probably more of a special teams guy at this point. Uh, C.J. Wilson, who was our nose tackle when uh, Eddie Goldman was uh, missing that whole time. I'm hoping that that's what we're bringing in John Jenkins for. And uh, Connor Barth, I know everyone is thrilled to hear that. And then the move made just before we signed Mark Sanchez, it was announced Deontay Thompson coming back to at least challenge for the kick return punt return spot once again this is kind of in in the mode of uh you know when i like mark mariani i want deontay thompson the kick returner back not the wide receiver kind of like what i was saying about josh bellamy i'm happy to have josh bellamy the special teamer back on the team but if we're talking about josh bellamy the wide receiver i'm gonna put a gun in my mouth during the preseason that's all i'm saying about that one other thing that kind of went under the radar, kind of swept under the rug. But the Bears, um, and this was a a question that I got on the Chicago Bear Review page when I announced that the show was going to be coming out. Um, Dave Snyder says, Larry, we obviously need help with wide receiver. What do you think of a one-year prove-it deal on Josh Gordon or Michael Floyd? tell you the truth, I wouldn't mind either of those guys. I, I would lean more towards Gordon than Floyd because Gordon has just been a beast I mean, in in Cleveland, of all places, he was a monster for the Browns. His off-the-field stuff, you know, obviously makes him a huge risk uh, in that that vein. But like you said, a one-year prove-it deal, give the guy a chance. I mean, especially since the move that I have yet to talk about, uh, Alshon Jeffrey left. He is no longer a Chicago Bear. Signed, and this was the funny part, signed a one-year deal uh, for, what, $14 million to sign with the with the Eagles one year so basically he's he's going to take as a little bit less like 500,000 less than he made last year with the Bears uh, on the franchise deal 14.5 is what he made with the Bears to play in Philadelphia and um, you know apparently it just uh, the Bears I, you know I, I believe we're we're talking with him but the Bears are probably talking to you know more years at a lower rate and you know Alshon knows he hasn't earned it but this was the only way that he was going to be able to get that six-year, $80 million deal or whatever it is that he's after. It's to uh, go somewhere else and make the most money uh, as possible because I think, you know, maybe if he's lucky, the Bears are offering 10 or $11 million, uh, a season if he's lucky. And, um, you know, the Eagles came in with one year, $14 million, and now he's going to be an Eagle, and we get to play him at some point. Uh, this year I, I do believe we play him in philadelphia though so uh we won't have to uh won't have to watch him do whatever he's gonna do in philadelphia against us in chicago so thank god for that at least but you know i wouldn't mind josh i would prefer josh gordon over michael floyd michael floyd um you know has more recent issues but also kind of a disappointment as a first round uh pick josh gordon when he was on the field he was awesome all the time. The problem was his focus off of the field that has kept him out of the league for the last, 
at least the last year, maybe two years, I believe it's been that long since he's played uh, in an NFL game. So nobody's ever questioned his ability and his talent on the field. It's his dedication and everything to stay on the field by the things that he did off of it. So, you know, he's I don't know if he's been granted reinstatement or if he's applied for it yet, but I, I do believe he wants to play in the NFL this year. And of course, I would love the Bears to take a chance uh, on him. Will they? That's the real question. I know that they need to because with Alshon gone to try and replace him with Kendall Wright and Marcus Wheaton, who I have never heard of, rely on a guy like Kevin White, who's played four games in two seasons. And, you know, Eddie Royal is still on the team. So we're also trusting that Eddie Royal is going to have a healthy season. Probably not going to happen. Um, it's just a mess. You know, are we finally going to give Braverman uh, a chance to, to play? Or, you know, I'm just not not really seeing what it is the Bears are trying to do with the uh, wide receiving core, you know, to, to replace. Say what you want about Alshon, but losing him is going to hurt. It is definitely going to hurt. So, you know. I um the the disappointment kind of goes uh as such. And actually before I get to that real quick, the what I was going to talk about was in answering his question, Josh Gordon or or um or Michael Floyd. I prefer Josh Gordon, but the move that we really kind of got swept under the rug that nobody's talking about is that believe it or not, we have Ruben Randall. Former wide receiver, was a second round pick for the Giants. Uh, went, went to LSU, had a great career in college, was expected to do big things uh, in the NFL, whatever whatever the reason may be, being behind Victor Cruz and, and Odell Beckham in New York or injuries. I'm not really sure what the story is on him and his NFL career, but the Bears signed him to one of those reserve futures contracts at the end of the season, so he's a Bear right now. And this is a guy who could potentially be something if – you know, if the the football gods will allow it, you know what I'm saying. So maybe the Bears are expecting big things from him, and that's why they're not sweating losing uh, Alshon. But uh, you know, me on the outside sitting here, you know, say what you want about Alshon, he was the best player we had uh, on offense as far as just his ability to make big plays. Jordan Howard was a very close second, but Alshon Jeffrey over the years has been the man for us. It's just you know, to let him go, even though it just seems like it was necessary, you don't want to see it happen. But he's gone, so we got to deal with it now. And, um, you know, it just seems like the offense is getting more average the more we go along. Alshon is gone. Jay Cutler is gone. We got Mike Glennon, Marcus Wheaton, and Kendall Wright as their replacements. Not exactly blowing up my skirt uh, over here. So the free agent hall was disappointing to say the very least, you know. Um, the Bears are not getting high marks for the moves that they've made. No one is really criticizing the move for Mike Glennon just because. You know, we don't know what he's going to, to be, how he's going to settle into this new system, or how he's going to, you know, because chemistry is the one thing that's most important when it comes to quarterbacks and wide receivers. We're going to see how he can move with these guys. But um, last year's strategy uh, of getting as much bang for our buck as possible like we did when we signed uh, Trevathan, Jarrell Freeman, and Akeem Hicks, and I think one or two other people for the same amount of money that the Redskins spent to get Josh Gordon. Or not Josh Gordon. Um, Josh Norman, I'm sorry. Josh Norman, the cornerback for the uh, for the Redskins. The Bears got six players for what it cost the Redskins to get one, and these were all people that did something for us last season. 
Now it just looks like the Bears are being cheap or an aggressive. Stephon Gilmore said that he was disappointed in the Bears' offer, that he didn't think it was serious. So that's why he ended up, you know, establishing a focus on on the Patriots, and and now he's going to be playing for them, and God only knows, you know. He knows he has a chance with the Super Bowl in New England. God knows what's going to happen in Chicago, you know. But free agents aren't exactly falling over themselves to come to Chicago. This year, Stephon Gilmore didn't take much to turn him away. Uh, A.J. Bouye, Logan Ryan. I mean, these are guys that are in positions of need for us. Ryan Pace has always said, he said in conferences, I've heard him say it at least two or three times, free agency is a tool that you use so that you can get the best player available in the draft. And I can't say that we're in a position to do that this year. We're just not. So, I mean, number one, that's why I'm telling everybody to let go of the idea of the Bears taking a quarterback at number three because none of the quarterbacks are even in the top 20 of the prospects in the draft. It's just not. They're not. None of those guys are special. There's nobody out there that's special. If there were, teams would be leapfrogging over the Bears like they did uh, last year to get to Wentz and to get to Goff and all that kind of stuff. Nobody's doing that this year. Nobody's going to be trading over the Bears to make sure that nope, that the Bears don't take Watson or Kaiser or Trubisky or, or anything like that. There isn't a quarterback in this draft that exists. He might prove himself to be worthy of that someday, but right here, right now, even after pro days and all that kind of stuff, there isn't a quarterback right now that exists that's worth the number number three pick in the draft there's just isn't so everyone needs to let go of that fantasy it just it just wasn't a good year for the bears to be in need of a quarterback it just wasn't you know so not only was there slim pickings in free agency this pickings are even slimmer in the draft especially when you know we're picking number three um you know in in the in the first round but you know i understand that that pace wants to be Green Bay South and build through the draft, but when you go three and thirteen after going six and ten, you have to aggressively improve your team every chance that you can. And it just goes back to the Stephon Gilmore thing with the offer he felt not being serious. And I don't think that greed is factoring into it. I mean, look what he got from New England. Is there a stingier team in football than the Patriots? And look what they did to improve their football team. You, you would think that the Patriots were the 3-13 and 13 team with the moves that they were out there making, the money that they were, were throwing around, with the money they gave Dante Hightower, the money they gave Stephon Gilmore to improve a team that just won the damn Super Bowl. So, you know, that's what you have to do. Be aggressive, stay aggressive, and I just – you know – they must have all the confidence in their job security in the world right now because Ryan Pace and John Fox are not conducting themselves as though they are guys that will be out of work in 2018. You know, he's, he's not, they're not treating it like this is a year where they have to make a move, where they have to make some kind of impact, show some kind of visible progress on the field this year, a.k.a. in the win column. You know, I would say the only thing that's going to save Ryan Pace and and John Fox this year is at least eight wins, at least eight wins this year. At least eight wins is what the Bears need to do if they want to be around for for a go round in 2018. So, you know, like I said, A.J. Bouya and Logan Ryan, they were both courted by the Bears and both elected to go elsewhere. Offensive tackle options, Ricky Wagner, Riley Reef. Not only did they not sign with the Bears, but they signed in division. Riley Reef went to Minnesota. Ricky Wagner went to Detroit. We're going to have to play against these guys for the next half decade, twice a year. Hip, hip, hooray. 
So, you know, the majority of the sh- of the Bears free agent class looks like the Bears were settling uh, more than anything else. You know, wanting Gilmore and Bouye getting Amukamura and Cooper, wanting Wagner or Riley Reef and getting Tom Compton. You know, instead of going out and getting starters, we're getting people's backups and reserves to come off and try to be starters on our team. Now, that's not how you improve your football team. It just uh, it just isn't. You know, I was hoping we were going to be set up. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, actually, that we're being set up by the team, that all of a sudden, you know, who was it that mentioned it before? Uh, Julian Blair. He says, um, it's not as bad as some would say. We have some good depth players and great opportunities in the draft to make our defense, our defense top 10. Well, that's true. Uh, with a few less injuries and a stronger secondary, I, uh, I think we see growth. And these are all possibles possibilities absolutely i was hoping though that we would have veteran people in place you know uh if if you guys have listened to the show for a while you know how i feel about drafting in the secondary you guys know how i feel uh about that it's it's one of the few positions in the league that i feel like it's better to sign free agents than it is to go and draft them just something about especially in the first couple of years of a career, the speed of the game, most defensive backs coming into the league, rookies and and such, are just not prepared for how fast the game is going to be when they're out there playing. You know, guys like Marcus Peters for Kansas City, uh, you know, guys like that are a rarity. Those are the guys that can hit the ground running as far as being in the secondary. Otherwise, it's, you know, always guys. It's I mean, Stephon Gilmore didn't come in blowing up the world. He got, he got better on the tail end of his rookie contract uh, in Buffalo, was getting good, you know, peaking at the right time, uh, if you will. You know, for every Marcus Peter or Joe Hayden, there's a dozen Kyle Fullers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a guy that will be drafted is is looked upon to be a starter, a contributor, but doesn't really get his feet underneath him. Some of them never get their feet underneath him. Some of them, like Stephon Gilmore, do it later on after they've been around the game for a couple of years. So you know they do their best to maintain status quo. They make a hit. They make a play. They make a hit. They you know make a move from time to time to keep their spot so that they can keep playing and then they improve as time goes along. Or you're like Kyra Fuller and uh, getting your knee scoped keeps you out for the year. Figure that one out for me, if you will. But, you know, I'm hoping that we're being set up by the team at that, you know, there's just something about the the mixture of players that they're putting on the team that's going to make the Bears great in 2017. Because tell you what, guys, I am absolutely sick of of watching this team play the way it does, you know. Um, expectation optimism is at an all-time low right now you can't tell me that it isn't when was the last time you weren't excited about the upcoming season you know right now I'm looking forward to the season getting underway not necessarily excited about watching the Bears in 2017 I, I can't remember the last time I was I was able to say something like that you know maybe the last year the Dick Duran was coach it's like I'm not looking forward I want this guy out of here you know that kind of thing but you know, year two of Jordan Howard with a healthy offensive line is about all the all the things in the world we have to get excited about in in 2017 because we don't know what we're going to get out of Glennon, especially with the wide receivers and stuff that he has in front of him. So the bottom line is the 2017 draft class needs to blow us away. You know, Pace has been good in the draft so far, but he needs to hit grand slams 
this year. You know, he needs he needs a draft class full of Jordan Howards this season because the free agency class um, with the amount of money that the Bears were able to that, that they had available, they haven't used much of it or at least not used it the way that we would have wanted to to get impact players. I mean, this is, those were words that they used at the closing press conference was we need impact players in the secondary. You mean to tell me Marcus Cooper and Prince of Mukamura were the impact players you were talking about? Not going after Tony Jefferson or letting him get away, DJ Swearinger, you know, Micah Hyde, who was a who was a playmaking machine for the Packers, no matter where they put him. Whether he was a corner, a nickel, or a safety, Micah Hyde was out there making plays uh for the for the for the for the Packers. Now he's in Buffalo. You know, I don't even know if the Bears had a discussion with him. But it's, you know, you mean to tell me that none of those guys are who you wanted, but Marcus Cooper and uh Prince of Mukamura. That's who you wanted. And, you know, don't count, don't discount uh, Kyle Fuller because, believe it or not, he still is uh, a bear right now. And, oh, yeah, Tracy Porter, who was abysmal last year. We still got him on the team. But we also guys like uh, Crivon LeBlanc. Maybe he can, you know, reignite some of that rookie magic he had last year. And, you know, we'll see what else we got going on uh, back there. And Adrian Emos, if he remembers how, you know, if we can, you know, punch him in the head and make him think it's 2015 when he was awesome uh again and then maybe you know maybe he can be good for us uh again but um you know a lot of our new guys however are on deals that can be undone after one year like i talked about glennon 18 and a half million guaranteed he's getting 16 of that this season so you know it will be, it will not be a huge huge injury to the bears if they have to let him go uh after the one season all of these guys um, all of these guys, uh, Sims, Cooper, Demps, Wheaton, they're all on, you know, they're all on deals where they're getting most of their guaranteed money up front and to the, there'll be minimal, minimal to zero, uh, injury to the bears if they decide to let them go after one year, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, uh, to me, but, um, as far as like a future is concerned, I mean, but it also looks like once again that that Glennon is really focusing on the draft and, and getting and building a base that will sustain the Bears in success for years to come like the Packers uh, have done over the last 20 plus 20 plus years. Um, Manuel uh, Manuel Hernandez, uh, one of my loyal uh, posters on the Chicago Bears Review Facebook page, uh, talking about the Mark Sanchez signing. I'm thinking the Bears were really trying to tank it, either because they want a first pick or maybe because they're trying to be so bad they can move the team like the Indians in Major League One. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, maybe uh, maybe like I was talking about the whole chemistry thing that uh, you know maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're they're trying to get a you know, a band of misfit toys together to uh, to kind of um, overachieve. That's the word I'm looking for. Looking for a bunch of guys that will overachieve. That uh, the, none of these guys are on long-term deals. Three years is the ceiling for the Bears in any of their uh, signings. So that um, they're not married to these guys for for long times and that uh, basically in those three years they're hoping that whoever they draft will be starters by the end of it so they can quietly say goodbye to these guys and just go with their their rookies and and you know rookie free agents and uh and so on so but um 
due to what we did get or actually didn't get uh, in free agency, um, my draft wish list has changed. Because before, you know, I would have been all about getting a Solomon Thomas or a Jonathan Allen to further bolster up front. But that's because I was expecting there to be a, a Tony Jefferson and a Stephon Gilmore in the secondary. But we didn't get those guys. So now I want Jamal Adams or Malik Hooker or maybe even a, um, a Marshawn Lattimore out of Ohio State. So is Hooker. He's also from Ohio State. But. You know, mock drafts have the Bears taking Jamal Adams out of LSU at number three. Now, he's a safety. I'm not a big fan of drafting safeties, but it's better for me that he's a safety rather than a corner. So coverage, you know, coverage is a big part of what they do, but not so much in a man-to-man capacity for safeties. That's not what safeties do. Those are guys that survey the field and, you know, help, if you will. But, uh, um, you know, like I said, I was hoping there would be a Tony Jefferson and Stephon Gilmore uh, back there so we could go after you know Thomas and Allen and, and do the best player uh, available thing but after what we didn't do uh, in free agency um, you know this is definitely not a best player available draft it's not it just isn't you know the Bears haven't uh, the Bears haven't shored up their weaknesses in free agency that they could, so they could do the best player available thing uh, in the draft. And this is going to be an interesting conversation that we have. I, I've reached out to Scott Wright from NFL uh, DraftCountdown.com to see if we can get him back on the show like we've had the last couple of years. Always have a great time talking to him, you know, to see what his opinion, number one, is on the quarterback class and number two about what he thinks the Bears uh, should do. Um, I'm just not excited, guys. I'm not. Uh, I'm not excited about what we've done. We, we, like I said, we, we've signed a bunch of castaways and we've settled in a lot of places for guys. And they might be excited to be in Chicago, but most Chicago fans aren't excited to have them because we were expecting other people to be joining this team. We were hearing that this is who they were going after. And the last couple of years, for better or for worse, those rumors have usually come true. Danny Trevathan, they were talking about Danny Trevathan joining the Bears even before the season ended last year. And sure enough, he did. You know, those are the kinds of things that we've been expecting things to happen. The Bears always make some kind of decent splash uh, in, in free agency. They always seem to be one of those teams that's always kind of a target. And this year, it just didn't happen. You know, people were going everywhere else except Chicago uh, this year. So, you know. So to sum up, Cutler's gone. We got to give Glennon a chance because just like Cutler, he's our guy, like it or not. Uh, Mark Sanchez, everybody threw a fit over the Mark Sanchez thing. Oh, my God, we signed butt fumble and blah, blah, blah. Here's one thing. Maybe this will help you. Okay. The Denver Broncos signed him last year. Who did he end up playing for? Dallas. Okay. He didn't even make the team that he went to last year. That very well could be the possibility for him. Uh, in Chicago maybe Connor Shaw and whoever else the Bears might have as their fourth string quarterback right now will outplay him in the preseason and he won't make the team because it doesn't make sense to have a two million dollar third string quarterback uh, on the team especially when your backup is making the league minimum at best so uh, maybe that will work out for you guys that don't want Sanchez uh, on the team me I don't mind the move because I know we're not signing him to be the starter so everyone just needs to calm down I think that's another phrase everyone needs to calm down you know mike lennon he's our guy period 
That's it. He's our quarterback. We got to go out there and support him and hope that he can succeed. We still got Jordan Howard, so there you go. Let's let's let him be the horse. Just like for years, all we had was Matt Forte. Well, let's just give him the give the ball and we'll run him into the ground and maybe the Bears will win some football games around him. And um, you know, like I said, it also could work out that Ryan Pace is smarter than all of us and that the moves that he making that he's making are, are going to be the right ones. And on top of it all, we still don't know what's going to happen with the draft. So it could all be very exciting with the things that we do. Um, you guys on the uh, Chicago Bears Review and the Chicago UK uh, boards that I uh, that I you know check out every now and then, always doing those mock drafts where you're seeing the Bears make trades and moving down and um, you know all that kind of stuff and the the haul that they get for draft picks and who they ended up picking and stuff like that. It's it's fun to see. Uh, the the you know the way those things uh, turn out some of the names that end up being uh, on the Bears after those little mock drafts that, that you guys do the whatever programs and stuff you guys are using uh, to do that so maybe the draft is going to be the answer this year because free agency does not leave an air of optimism going into this uh, the the home stretch uh, for the draft so. Um, for me to be excited about 2017, the Bears are going to have to not hit home runs but grand slams with their draft choices uh, this year. You know, we need we need more Cody Whitehairs and Jordan Howards and uh, you know Eddie Goldman's when he's healthy, of course, and uh, you know guys like that and and fewer uh, fewer fewer Kevin Whites and and uh, you know Leonard Floyd needs to stay healthy this year so he can make some progress and and so on so um it just it's just gonna have to be a good solid draft for me to come back a month from now after the draft is over and be like yep i'm excited about 2017 because right now that is just not the case so well i think that is going to do it folks and wrap us up for the review uh i think you guys have noticed the theme i'm not thrilled at this point so uh Ryan Pace is going to have to prove some things to me in the draft. And um, the good thing for him is that's where he wants to build the team from. So maybe he's just looking for that to be where he makes his offseason impact. And that's what's going to need to happen uh, if he wants this Bear fan on board as far as being optimistic about 2017. So anyway, I am going to go ahead and take my leave now. And... Um, uh, one of two things is going to happen next. Number one, uh, more likely, actually, of the, of the two, is that the schedule is going to be released some point between now and the draft. When that happens, then we will get our schedule release show. Um, and then we're going to have our shows with Scott Wright to preview and review the 2017 NFL draft. And like I said, I've already reached out to Scott and uh, said that I wanted to get him on a little bit closer to the draft this year than we did last year. Last year we had him on like two weeks before the draft, and it was like literally like the next day after he and I did the show together that Tennessee traded the number one pick to um, to, to St. Louis, and then shortly after that Cleveland trades the number two pick to Philadelphia, and it completely changes the complexion 
uh, of the draft. So instead of Laramie Tunsil being the number one pick, the offensive tackle uh, for the Titans, Jared Goff is the number one pick for the St. Louis Rams and stuff like that. So, I mean, it completely changed what people were going to do uh, in the draft. So to try to avoid something like that happening this year, I want to get him on a little bit closer to the draft than we did a year ago. So I think this year the schedule the schedule release show will probably come first, then our review, then our preview and review before we start moving in probably somewhere around uh, late May, early June before we start moving into our opponent previews and then buckling down and getting ready for the 2017 season. So like I said, I'm looking forward to football being back. It's only been gone a month and a half and I miss it already uh, painfully, especially on Sundays. But uh, nonetheless, um, that's going to be our schedule from here. Um, so keep your eyes on uh, on Twitter at Shy Bears Review, C-H-I Bears Review on Twitter. Follow the Chicago Bears Review page on Facebook for updates on which shows are coming and when they will be released. All right? So until then, folks, either going to be the draft preview or the draft re- or the schedule release show. Until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. Hey, man, hey.